0: Welcome to the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM. Now, here's your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike
1: Wall. Well, it's the time of year we can get outside on our favorite hikes, we can tour around our beautiful province, and we can spend time in the outdoors with our friends and family. Now, if you're like me, you probably like taking a few pictures along the way. I've always found that taking a photo puts me in the moment and there's something meditative about it. So I decided to reach out to some of my professional photographer friends to see whether they think photography is a good activity for those looking to improve their physical and mental health. We'll be chatting about things like creative expression, focus, stress relief, connection with nature and storing those positive memories in our minds for a later date. These are all things that resonate with me and are also really good for our health. Today, we'll start our show with Braden King, who's a talented photographer and documentary filmmaker, who's also been involved with our wellness radio and TV shows. so he has a really unique perspective. Braden has traveled around the world with his camera, and his work reflects his experiences. We'll pick his brain on why creative outlets are his calling. Next, we'll chat with Kara O'Keefe, a well-known local photographer, who also happens to be a pharmacist. She'll take a look at photography through both her artistic and health lenses. And lastly, we'll chat with Dave Howells, whose work can be seen all over the province. He's had an illustrious career in photojournalism, commercial, and nature photography. He'll tell us some stories about how his work has created a sense of happiness and connection in his life. We have lots to cover, so let's get to it. Hey, Braden, welcome back to the show. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, it's good. This is a a different type of topic for us to talk about. This is not about traditional health and wellness. This is about how you bring wellness to what you do for a living. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? First of all,
2: I love that concept. Uh, I think it's uh, important to change up health topics like that to fit different niches and allow people to look at health differently. Yeah, my name is Braden King. I'm a uh, self-taught photographer, videographer from St. John's, born and raised. My main focus is in documentary and commercial advertising, um, but I also do a lot of passion projects, a lot of different things with prints, fine art, and landscape photography is, is sort of been my, my passion, what kind of developed me into the role that I am in today.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that's important is that, you know, you do have this sort of multifaceted role, but you, you're always got a camera kind of strapped to you. You got an interesting story of how you became a photographer though. Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah it's always weird when someone asks you
2: like what do you do because it's just like i I don't even know anymore i just like i I take things as they come and i think you know putting yourself in a box is not the way to, to to enjoy a career so how i started i did the traditional route went to university did engineering thought that was the the way and it certainly can be for some people but it was never really what i wanted i always wanted to be some form of of an inventor, a creator of something. Uh, I never really knew what the road to getting there was gonna be like though. I thought engineering might've been the way, but it turns out it wasn't, right? It was a lot of corporate stuff, things that I'm not really built for. Um, So I decided to take another path, uh, a passion that I've I've sort of had my entire life. Like when I was a kid, I used to take headshots of uh, my teddy bears and stuff. And just (laughs) when I was like 12, um, And that kind of just led me into thinking about, oh, maybe I could take photography a little bit more serious. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, bought my first professional camera in like 2019. Started doing some cheap headshots for people. I had an act for it. Uh, I just kept rolling with that and build momentum over time and met a lot of great people along the way. And it kind of got me to where I am today.
1: That's right. And along the way, you also learn different things outside of your trade, right? So you know, for background for people listening, when we first started this radio show, Braden did our first promotional video. That's one of the ways that we really got to know each other professionally. Now he's the director of our television show. So you've really been traveling around and learning about wellness while you're doing your craft at the same time. So I thought you'd be the perfect person to ask this specific question. That is, could photography actually be good for our, our personal wellness?
2: Yeah, I mean, it it really comes down to how you define personal wellness, of course. Like a lot of people think of it differently, physically, mentally, where to me, it's a combination of both. And when I think about health in general, connected to my career in photography, I do think more mental health than physical, just because it's unlocked so many doors for me and it's something that really gets me up in the morning. And I think that's a really important aspect to overall well-being in your life is like having a purpose and wanting to wake up in the morning. I think that does things for people on a subconscious level and even on a physical level, you know, the way you feel can have such a big impact on your body. Um, and the physical aspect of photography, you're always on your feet, but I think being on your feet and being active and communicating with people, being in social settings, all of these things combined with passion and community and physical activity, like these are all things that are, are only going to benefit your overall well-being. So I think photography is an excellent career path if you're considering bettering your well-being.
1: Yeah. And I think about if you had have taken another path as an engineer, that would have been a relatively static job, would have been pretty similar circumstances. It would have been very different than the career you have. Do you feel like that was one of the main drivers that got you from doing that more traditional
2: path that you were actually trained for yeah. as an engineer? Yeah. And I mean, I was trained for it diligently too. Like, you know, you go into these four-month work terms to see what the real working world is going to be like. And you do that six different times. And every time, it was the same thing, right? It would be an office job, and then, like, you get get up for 15 minutes every couple hours, but, like, it's only to go over to, like, the snack bar and grab something kind of unhealthy, drink more coffee just to keep you awake. And it's just like, this isn't natural. This isn't what people should be doing. That's not how you should be spending your day indoors, looking at a screen, drinking coffee just to keep yourself awake. Mm. um so yeah that really trained me to like really dislike that lifestyle and push me to to
1: take photography more seriously Mm. and so we look at that now I mean obviously it sounds like you're more fulfilled with the choice you made of course and that you understand the benefits of it has it actually made a difference you think in your personal physical and mental health guaranteed I
2: just think about my daily life now versus then and I'm always going somewhere and I'm always meeting with someone. You know, I'm never restricted to talking to the same people on a daily basis. So there's always instances of myself being pushed out of my comfort zone, whether it's meeting a new person or having to speak to a group of people or or direct something and, and go out of your comfort zone and into a place you've never you went before. Um photography has allowed me to pay attention to my body more, you know, like I, 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 recognize my, my limits now from, from where I can go physically and mentally, how, how much I can work. Um, but it's also such a beneficial thing for the mind as well, because when it comes to having your own business or just being a freelancer, like you can work when you want to work to an extent for sure, but you can dedicate time to pay attention to your health, to, to do something for yourself throughout the day that you might have not gotten that opportunity for if you're just working a nine-to-five. And I think that, you know,
1: there's got to be a reflective aspect to it too. When you get done something, you go back through all these photos and you have all these amazing memories. So I was thinking, can you name any one moment that really stood out to you and being like, wow, I am really glad that I've got my camera here and I'm glad I'm to capture this because this is going to change my perspective.
2: Yeah, I mean, so many, <laughs> there's, there's so many examples. And... Uh, there's a, there's different types of examples. For instance, like, you know, when I think about us traveling on the show together, man, like just thank God we were there recording everything because, you know, every now and then you'll send me something like an iPhone photo or something. And I'm like, damn, I, I completely forgot about that moment. Like, it's like, that's why you really do it, right? Like you, you're trying to capture these moments so you can remember it the way it was. And I, I picture us being in India at this like tomb uh, amazing place, like this beautiful courtyard with a, a huge like tomb, thousands of years old. And we're just sitting there watching the sunset, capturing photos and stuff like that. Like it's just like, you know, it, it takes you back when you when you look at it and you can just remember it exactly what it was. You remember all the feelings. You're not just visually seeing it again, but you're you're reigniting that sort of flame that was in you. Uh, and then I think of different things too, like on a, a more personal level. Just like capturing moments, family events, different things like that, right? Like there's something to be said there about just sort of capturing your family over the years and seeing them grow and everything like that. Like that's something you're going to learn to appreciate a lot when you get older is all those small moments. So definitely really blessed to be
1: able to capture those the way I can. Yeah. Yeah. I recall that night. That was Humanian's Tomb. That was uh, in the center of a really hot day Delhi. It was starting to cool off. So it felt really good. Another good reason I love having you travel too. I get to see all those memories too. We <laughs> share the same ones. with perfect. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, you know, if I'm thinking about advice to young, aspiring, creative people out there and they're listening to your story, I mean, that's got to resonate with a lot of people that are probably feeling the same way. What's your advice to somebody who's like contemplating taking a creative route?
2: Yeah. For aspiring creatives, you just really need to think about why you want to. To pursue a certain path and what it can do for your life in general right like if you if you're an active person and you love getting out you love socializing doing all these things then maybe photography is for you and, and whether or not you think you're you're great at what you do sometimes it doesn't even come down to the fact that you're the best photographer in the city in the country in the world like you don't have to be it's about how you interact with different people. It's about how you make them feel. That's where you're going to really get your name out there. And that's why people are going to love your photography, not because you're the best, but because you have that connection with people and you're doing what you love and that shines through and people can recognize that.
1: Now, you mentioned yourself. I've been sending you photos here and there. I take photos behind the scenes all the time. They never look as good as any of yours. However, I do like to go out and I like to have my camera and capture things. What's your advice to the person who's just listening? It's like, you know, can I just bring a camera and do stuff? Is it worth just getting out there and 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 being active and trying to capture that as well? Oh, guaranteed, right? Like,
2: I think the best thing about photography, especially when I was just starting and I wasn't really getting paid for anything, it was like man it's this excuse to just get outside or like go somewhere or hang out with some friends or something it gives you it gives you that task that overlying task of why we're even out here right there's a lot of people out there that are a little antisocial they're a little awkward they need direction and and having photography is such a great way to just get out and do something right like if you're going to go on a hike or like go out to a viewpoint or something it gives you purpose to be out there I'm gonna go out and take a nice photo of the sunset that's gonna get me up out of bed early because I know that's the only opportunity I'm gonna get but otherwise you might just be like nah like I can go out any day it doesn't really make a difference so it gives people gives people purpose um and you don't need a great camera to do it everyone has a camera on their phone now so like and and that camera is great like it doesn't need to be professional because not everyone's professional
1: well, Brayden, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. I knew you'd have an interesting perspective when it came to how wellness photography could actually be linked. It's one of those things people might not think of firsthand, but after hearing you, it makes a lot of sense to me. So thanks for joining me today. Yeah, of course. It's great to get the message out there and talk about something I love and hopefully influence others to do the same. Thanks, Mike that was local photographer and videographer Braden king if you want to learn more about his artwork you can find his website at bkgallery.co where he has all sorts of prints from around the province and his travels around the world now when we come back we're going to talk with photographer and pharmacist cara o'keefe and she'll explain her philosophy on how
0: photography and health are intertwined we'll be right back after the break Start your day off right. Get the latest updates on news, traffic, and weather conditions, plus interviews with today's newsmakers, your go-to source before you get on the go. 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays, your VOCM mornings. Welcome back. Today we're looking at photography and how
1: it's a great way to foster creativity, mindfulness, and wellness in our lives. Let's get back to the interview. Hi, Kara. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really glad you could join me today. I've actually got one of your pieces of artwork directly behind me in my office right now. I love it. It's a wood pile. And we're going to talk about your your creative expression today and what you do. But for people listening, maybe you can give us a bit of background on your career as a photographer and, and what you do.
3: Yeah, sure. So um, my name's Carol Peef. I am a photographer based out of Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, born and raised in St. Phillips, now living in downtown St. John's. So I've been delving into photography since mostly around high school. But my mom tells me that I showed an interest in photography from very early on in my life. So when I was eight, I got a little Canon short shot owl from Santa for Christmas and. It's funny because if you look at some of the old film photos I took when I was like nine, some of them are actually some of the same landscapes that I do now, just you know a little bit better now. So it's something that I've I've always been interested in.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you you wear a couple of different hats because you're also a pharmacist. I think that's important because sometimes you look at topics that aren't your traditional health and wellness topics when it comes to you know what people can do. So uh, with your pharmacist lens on and your photographer lens, pardon the pun, do you think that photography could actually be good for people's wellness?
3: Absolutely. So particularly for me as a healthcare professional, working in healthcare can be somewhat onerous and can be stressful. I love my job, but you know, when you're you're caring for people that are that are unwell, sometimes we do tend to take that home as healthcare professionals, even if we are really good at separating ourselves from our work. We all need an outlet and something to, you know, get us outdoors, get us exercising, something to take our mind off of the stress of our day. So for me, photography is a really good outlet. It helps me balance my job as a pharmacist. And I think it actually allows me to to be a better pharmacist because I have a better way of, of decompressing. So, you know, I get to use my left and my right brain. So they they complement each other very nicely. So I'm lucky to have both of those those outlets and things I'm passionate about. Yeah, and I think you
1: hit the nail on the head there when you said an outlet. I think that you know when you look at healthcare, compassion fatigue, you're dealing with people's challenges all the time, very stressful situations on a day to day basis. People coming in to get medication for a condition. Do you find that taking that step away from work, being able to get behind the camera, cultivates mindfulness in your day to day life?
3: Absolutely. Um, it, It does, it takes me outside of my own head. I find if I'm, you know, outdoors photographing, I tend to do a lot of like landscape and wildlife photography. So I find especially, you know, if I'm photographing a wild animal or if I'm walking a part of the East Coast Trail by myself, I find that is very calming. It allows me to reflect on what I've done during the day. It also just allows me to be alone in nature. It also gets me outdoors exercising, so that helps build endorphins. It's good for my physical health, for my mental health. So it's, it's great in a lot of aspects.
1: Yeah, you're definitely talking my language there. And those are the types of things that people may not think about. And, you know, when it comes to photography, a lot of the time the photography we do here in Newfoundland and Labrador is exactly like you said, it's wildlife. It's our beautiful surroundings. Have you been able to find a sort of satisfaction in the self-expression around it? Like, does that give you this sort of sense of accomplishment with your photos? When you take something like this is a great shot, people are actually going to purchase this dev in their home.
3: Yeah, so I... I get really excited when I feel like I can accurately reflect my perception of my home in my photographs. So Newfoundland and Labrador is very unique. It's very rugged. We have a very strong sense of community and we have, you know, very close cultural ties to our communities and to our heritage. And when I can accurately encompass that in a photograph, it is something that I get really excited about. So behind you right now is a wood pile, which if... You were to walk past that on a busy day when you're stressed and you're not really taking the time to observe your surroundings. You go, oh, it's just a wood pile. But it's really forcing yourself to slow down and take note of the the small details around you and like, oh, that's a shed. So that's something that we often see in Newfoundland and we forget about that. Or even the way that it's actually birch. So birch wood is something that we associate with Newfoundland. So, you know, being able to find those nuances. Of, of home and being able to reflect them in a photograph is very, very satisfying. Well, I think that is
1: that is really a great observation. You know, I think about this too. I, I have a shed, we have wood. I love my birch wood. I dry it out every year. It's like a science. Do I want crackly fire with spruce? Do I want dry? I think that that's what people are starting to realize these days. It's not the one size fits all approach. I remember when I first started in wellness, everybody had to go to a gym. And now it's so many different ways people can get out there and, and be able to relax and de-stress and things like that. And I think that, where you deal so much with what is inherent to Newfoundland and Labrador, do you find that it actually connects you more with the community, and what does that do for you to be almost an ambassador for representing what we do on a day to day basis here?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I think through photography, I've definitely become more close with my home. It also helps me relate better to people you know when I'm traveling as I'm going to small communities in Newfoundland because you're appreciating what's in front of you and what is a part of somebody's heritage. And people notice that when it's genuine, right? When you have a genuine interest in, in what they have to say and their culture, what their day-to-day life looks like, it does definitely feel make you feel more strongly rooted to, to your home.
1: Yeah. I think that is important, and I think that it sort of adds this aspect of meaning and appreciation for the things around us. Is that sort of transferable to other people? You think about like all the applications that are out there, like Instagram and Facebook, where people are posting pictures of things that they're seeing. It's a whale. It's the Signal Hill Trail. Do you think that people get a benefit from capturing those things and sharing them with other people?
3: Yeah, I think it helps us feel more closely connected, especially if you're traveling and you see that someone's posted a photo of something that's important to you or something that portrays their home. They feel like you know, you're know you sharing something together, whether that be a common interest, a love for a place, an appreciation for where someone's from or for their home. So I think you know it does make us feel more closely connected. I noticed that particularly during COVID when we couldn't spend as much time together um my photos got a lot more shares and I had a lot more messages from Newfoundlanders from away because they couldn't come and visit their home and they couldn't you know see those things in person and people really open up when you when you share something with them that they can relate to it does make you feel more close to that person so I think it is a part of our bonding for sure
1: yeah do you do you have any stories about times or anything you could think of when you use photography as a means of sort of dealing with something, or you were able to capture something that really was rewarding for you. That sort of stuck with you as being like a moment. Like this is why I'm doing this from from a personal perspective.
3: I do actually. I um, I got a message from a woman during COVID, and she actually received one of my prints from a friend while she was away. So she was supposed to come home to Newfoundland while she was living in Alberta. And it was a photo of a clothesline. And it was just this very long message that I I got out of nowhere. And I noticed it on my phone while I was at work. So I said, okay, I'll I'll read this later. I don't think I have enough time to read this in detail. And then there was a couple of voice notes afterwards, which, you know, is not something that you commonly get from somebody who you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I kind of ran down through the note. And she was basically apologizing for getting emotional in Mm -hmm. the voice note that she was about to send me so you know then i was like okay i don't really know what this is going to say but it turned out that this clothesline belonged to her aunt who had passed away while she was gone away and her friend didn't actually realize that it was her aunt's clothesline but it happened to be in the community that she grew up in and um yeah it it was it was very emotional and i also had a very emotional day at work in the pharmacy we had a few people who had some some bad news? We had one patient come in and had been diagnosed with cancer. Another person whose family member was dealing with some pretty troublesome cardiac issues, and it was very overwhelming. I started to tear up on the yeah. It Also made me feel very lucky that I get to have an impact in people's lives in in very different ways. So you know, as a healthcare professional, we're there and we see people when they're very vulnerable. But as an artist. When you portray somebody's home and when you can capture an image that's very important to someone, you're helping someone in a different way. So it made me feel very privileged that I get to have that sort of impact on someone's life, even when you you are, you aren't cognizant of it yourself and you don't realize what's happening. Somebody's house is that you're photographing. That could be something that's extremely important to someone. To me, it's it's beautiful, it's a beautiful color, the architecture is nice, but that might be something very emotional for someone else. So it's always fun to uh to find those little nuances and photographs you're taking.
1: I love that. And that for me is somebody's a health and wellness person, to hear that from somebody like yourself who has a perspective from both sides really is reassuring that, yeah, I think there is value to these types of artistic expressions for people. And I guess that's the question I would end with is that, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they may not have the same natural talent and the equipment that somebody like yourself may have, what would be your advice for them about using something like photography as a means of helping their overall wellness?
3: Yeah, so just find something that excites you. Find something that you like photographing. Just go out with a camera, it can be even your phone, and take photos. You know, it gets you out of your house, it gets you outdoors. If you're lucky to be from a place like Newfoundland and Labrador, we have, I mean, thousands of photo opportunities just in our own backyard, but it does, it gets you outside, And you know, take a moment to appreciate what's around you. Slow down on your walk. know stop and smell the flowers i know it sounds cliche but it really does have a big impact on you when you can take a moment to appreciate your surroundings and you'll notice how many beautiful nuances we have around us Mm -hmm.
1: and you know if they need ideas they can find individuals like yourself who have been able to capture it so well and if they wanted to follow you on your social channels how can they how can they do that
3: So I post most frequently on Instagram. So on Instagram, I'm at Kara, so K-A-R-A O'Keefe, O-K-E-E-F-E. And on Twitter, where I tweet more so about pharmacy and healthcare related things, I'm Kara O'Keefe.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. And keep up the good work. Continue to fill the walls of our house with all your beautiful prints. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much. Today, we're looking at how photography is a great way to foster creativity, mindfulness, and wellness in our lives, and may be a great alternative to many of our traditional wellness activities.
0: We'll be right back after the break. Stay informed and have your say on the news of the day with your VOCM. Join Linda Swain weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 p.m. for an hour of talk and discussion with decision makers and listeners like you. News Talk on your VOCM. Welcome
1: back. Today we're looking at photography and how it's a great way to foster creativity, mindfulness and wellness in our lives. Let's get back to the interview. Hey Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad you could join me today. We've known each other for an awful long time. I've always been really interested in all your stories and now I get to pick your brain about something I love and that's health. But for the folks that don't know you that are tuning in, maybe you could give us a little bit of background about yourself and your career.
4: Uh, okay, I'm I'm now in the I guess people would say the swan song of my career, but it, it barely seems like I've got started. To be honest with you, uh, I've been a a pro photographer for thirty years. The beginning of that, I I was in the UK for the first first five years, working for the British newspapers. Um, Chasing people like Charles and Camilla and Hugh and Grant and Liz Hurley, sort of the classic mid '90s British newspaper life, which was very exciting, ridiculously stressful. And then in '97, I got a job a, a opportunity to go to New York, which was meant to be a year, uh, and that lasted for uh, nearly 15 years. Which again, it's um, it was very exciting. It was a young man's game. I was uh, easily doing a hundred thousand miles a year. I got got to a million miles by the time I was forty, uh, and that allowed me to do stories that, you know, you have to have good clients in order to get good stories yeah. uh, and have access to people. So I photographed presidents, prime ministers, rock stars, film stars. And as a news photographer, you know, I did it all. Basically, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything I left off the table there. Which was great, you know, mm. and but like I said, it was mentally utterly draining. Uh, physically was just hideous. I I, I had a special with t- two bags I used to carry. Each one was about thirty pounds. <laughs> and, uh, I about, but I had that this amazing trick to make it look like they only weighed four pounds each. But um, I mean, physically, uh, I was an absolute mess, and I, I'm still. A bit of a mess, shall we say. It's uh, my shoulders are uh, uh, every massage therapist's worst nightmare.
1: But I want to get into that stuff too. You know, and like I want to break it down. You've had a really interesting career because that type of work that you did, that really high intensity, chasing people around, getting those photos, one of the big papers, flying on place. You still do a lot of really big projects, but they're different now. It's a different style of photography.
4: It is. And it's funny because one of the things that I'm most proud of is my ability to have grown creativity in a vacuum in that somebody once described me as a gregarious loner and that's pretty much that sort of hit the nail on the head really in that obviously i like people i'm very interested in people my mother always said is like treat others as you wish to be treated and you'll never go wrong and i tell you that's the best bit of advice i've ever been given is is uh, certainly in the newspaper world and certainly as i'm doing now is that you know, you don't often have time, a lot of time to get people what you call on side. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, let's say now I work for a lot of very big industrial corporations like ExxonMobil and Rio Tinto and, and Fortis and mm-hmm. Synovus are the sort of four big ones I, I regularly work for. And and it's a very different life in that, that you do a few big projects every year or every couple of years. So it, you know, and you know what's coming. You know, with the newspaper business, I'd have my bags packed. And the phone would go, and it would be, "Are you free?" And you say, "Yes." They say, so, "Okay, get to Newark." And where are we going? We're not sure yet. Yeah. And then that, and so the, the level of flexibility you had to have in that job was you didn't know where you were going, how long you were going for, uh, often who you were photographing. I mean, I can remember getting to Newark and. I didn't know whether I was going to Dallas, Arizona, or like Montana, or whatever it was. And you have to have uh, a mental ability there to be very, very flexible, which has stood me in very good stead for what I do now. Uh, But essentially nothing has really changed. Mm -hmm. The only thing is now it's a lot more relaxed. I'm allowed to spread my wings in the creative world, but essentially you're dealing with people. Yeah. You're you're dealing, how, how do you deal with people? How do you get people to do what you want them to do? Without them really knowing that you're doing it. It, it, it sounds like trickery, but it, it's not. It's just general, not being a jerk.
1: I feel like that's a big part of it. I think that, you know, being mindful uh, when you're dealing with people, when you're trying to capture natural situations and trying to really see what's happening without making people feel anxious because they're on camera. That's an aspect of mindfulness that probably taken a while for you to develop. You said a high stress job, but you are a relaxed guy now. We've known each other for quite a while. I would, you know, you're you're always friendly and have time for people, which is really important. How are you able to create this sort of mindfulness in your life and in what you do?
4: Um, I'm, I'm well. I'm very lucky to do what I do because I literally failed at everything else. I'm a university dropout. I didn't do very well at school. I did I'm I was very good at what I loved doing uh, and I was had no interest in anything else and so as I always say th- this was plan B it wasn't much of a plan a either to be honest with you but uh, plan B was certainly uh this had to work otherwise um, I don't know what I'd be doing to be honest with you but it's a very unusual set of skills and, and I realized over the years you know I photographed a lot of very famous people. And they're very interesting, but they're a lot of times they're interesting because of what they do, not who they are. And the most interesting people I've ever photographed are not famous, uh, Joe Blows, and, and everybody has a story. And there's a challenge there, and I've said this a thousand times, is that most people can photograph what people look like. Very few people can take portraits of who they are. And that's the skill I have is to get who you are out. And, and and the way I've done it is called The Dave Show. And it, it's a sort of distraction, a lot of talking, a lot of stupid jokes, a lot of this, that, the other. And, and photography is a very invasive career. You know, I am making you stand in front of me. And even if you've been photographed a lot of times, it's still nerve wracking because, you know, you're putting yourself out there. And the whole idea is is to try and make it as relaxing and as easygoing as possible. But I actually am genuinely interested in what you do
1: and who you are. So I think that's an important point though, because that to me sounds like flow state. You know, like when you are in the moment, you're able to draw these things out, make other people feel comfortable around you. Like, is that something that you get from your photography work is being able to be in that zone?
4: Well, you know what it is. I, I've always said I'm extremely lucky, and I'm very lucky to do this. That it allows me to sort of combine uh, what's sort of a trade, really. I suppose I'm using machines, you know, with a with a with a very artistic bent to the side of it, and I get to interact with people. I mean, I, I I'm one of those nightmares that you don't want to sit next to on a plane because I'm like, oh, well, where are you going? Or where are you coming from? And and I do want to know people's stories. And it's not just because I'm bored sitting on a plane. I actually do want to know. Um, uh, it's funny, years ago, my wife said to me, you know, the most important thing is about making people look good. That's the goal, right? If you want to be a careers portrait photographer, which is essentially what I have, is uh, you've got to make people look good. And she said, it's, that's not done with cameras and lenses and lighting and this, that, and the, the other. It's done with you. It's how you get people to, to relax. And you tell people what to do. Look left, look right. Everybody has slightly better sides. But I remember when I started, you know, buying lenses that weren't really sharp and weren't super contrasty and weren't the best lenses in the world, but they had this magic feel. Mm. that they give you and uh, and uh, and as when I started doing that, but, well, I've won. So the, one of the yeah. famous stories is I basically retired out to the editorial world and I moved to Newfoundland and The Telegraph London called me up and said, uh, we want you to do a job. And I said, well, you know, I'm in Newfoundland and they said, it doesn't matter, uh, you'll want to do this. It's photographing George W. Bush in uh, in Dallas and I was like, you're right, I do want to do that. And, uh, and he said, the good news is we have an hour. And the bad news is uh, you have 60 seconds. And I'm like, you know, you have this sinking feeling. But one of the great things about about the news business is you can learn to photograph extremely quickly. And so anyway, I get there and you know, I'm not normally nervous about this. I've done this a thousand times. I had slightly sweaty palms, I was checking everything. And the guy messages me in and says, right, okay, your minute starts now. And I did a couple of pictures and and he was great. But I realized what I needed to do was get something out of him. And so I told him a slightly off-color joke, mm-hmm. and he burst out laughing. And I went click, 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 and that's the shot. That, yeah. that is, it's an amazing. Even though I say it myself. It is an amazing shot because you never get to see these people really roaring with laughter, and you know. And I knew that he would find it funny because he's uh, uh, he's that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And then bizarrely, at the end of this, we then had a chat about photography for fifteen minutes. Yeah, right. And I, I said to my wife, "It's like, oh God, do you imagine if I had fifteen minutes to?" to do what I could have done with that. And she said, well, you'd have 15 minutes to F it up, wouldn't you? If you realize you have a minute to do something, then you think, okay, what is the purest bit I can do here? What's the purest image I can get that I want to get? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. It's not important. What is the one image I want to get? And that's what you aim for. And again, that's been very important learning-wise in, uh, even now that I have a lot of time to do stuff. I mean, this summer's been uh, nuts flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. But essentially, you still don't have a lot of time to to, uh, to do stuff because people are busy working. You know, there's a lot of, you know, if they're in a mine, they can't stop for two hours to have a photo shoot. You still yep. have 30 seconds. And again, it goes to your mental state in, in that you uh, you sort of cut out what you don't need yep. and you only do what you do need. And, and that's, a, again, works for life lessons no matter if just not photography it's uh it
1: works for everything today we're looking at how photography is a great way to foster creativity mindfulness and wellness in our lives and may be a great alternative to many of our traditional wellness activities we'll be right back
0: after the break Join Greg Smith weeknights at 545 as he chats with local musicians about life, inspiration, shows, and new music. Tune into Soundcheck, your backstage pass to the local music scene on your VOCM.
1: Welcome back. Today we're looking at photography and how it's a great way to foster creativity, mindfulness, and wellness in our lives. Let's get back to the interview. You've talked about connecting with people and understanding human nature i think that's a really important message that having this lens and having this opportunity to capture things is important you do a lot of nature photography as well not just people is there have you fostered a better connection with the environment and things like that by spending time with that part of the world not just people if i was being brutally honest if i hadn't
4: moved to newfoundland i would never have taken a nature picture of my life um i you know, like a lot of photographers, I said, oh, I want to work for National Geographic and this. And then of course you realize that they don't make any money and I have to make a living and it's a bit of a pie in the sky type sort of situation. Mm-hmm. However, Newfoundland is one of the most extraordinary places on the, on the planet. We are so blessed to live here. I mean, it, it's if I have a stressful day and the stressful days don't happen very often to be mm-hmm. these days is I'm in a in a great position and I'm very, very lucky. am t- touching wood here right now. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there are stressful days when things haven't gone quite as planned. And just to be able to go out to Middle Cove or go out to Signal Hill or whatever it is and smell that air, and there's a there's a, that density of that thick air that we have here. And you look around and you just realize it's like, you know, it's all fine. What am I complaining about here? Yeah. You know, yeah. by the freak of my birth, I'm already privileged. And I really understand it took me a long time to get there to understand that that, you know, I've been given so many advantages over the years, you know, doors have opened for me because of the way I sound or the way I look or whatever it is. And, and I just thought it was just, I was brilliant. and it's like, no, actually that's not the case. But when you realize, let's say I'm out on a on a on a boat uh, photographing whales, if we don't see any whales, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. On a boat in the ocean with salt water on your face. I mean People come here and they spend tens of thousands of dollars to have that experience. Yeah. And me and my buddies jump in the car and go do it as a matter of course, as if it's like, you know, do you want to go and see some Welsh? Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. And, you know, again, I'm very lucky. I I I I'm very, very grateful. I'm again my mother has always said, You've got to be grateful for everything you give them. And and if you go through life with a, a sense of gratefulness it that, you know, yes, you spent a you know, a hundred some odd bucks to try and get picture well and it didn't really work out, but you saw a beautiful sunset. Yeah. There's no and you're with friends. That's the other thing about Newfoundland. The sense of community here is is extraordinary. And and I grew up in the tropics, you know, Caribbean and Africa, which is why my skin is so messed up. We moved every three years and, and people always say, Where are you from? And so moving here was a huge part of this. I wanted my daughter to be from somewhere. Uh, and you know, there's nowhere better than Newfoundland, in, in my opinion. This place is is a magnificent mess of culture and creativity and nature and everything. There's nowhere like it. Literally, nowhere like it.
1: Well, I think that's important. First of all, I know community is so important. I mean, we see each other all the time. We ran each other actually in a place that was not natural at all. Last time I saw you it was at the airport at Pearson, and that's kind of got me thinking about this topic. But let's dial down to like the general population here for a second. We talked, you had a very illustrious career. You've done all sorts of things. But for the average person, like what can they get, you know, even if they can't take a Dave Howells photo by going out there and then picking up a camera and going and looking at that sunset or trying to see that whale with a highly pixelated screen from the cliff? Do they still get something out of being immersed in photography?
4: Yes, it's it. The. the the photography is it itself is, let's say I'm doing the wildlife stuff, is almost secondary to to the benefits of being there. That's the great thing about photography is is and this is why I used to travel so much, is you have to be there to photograph it. You can't do it on a telephone like a report again or this, that, and the other. You actually have to physically go there, and you know, uh, the best camera is the one you've got on you. I mean, I have a lot of very big lenses because it's my job and I have to get good pictures otherwise I don't get paid and you know, mm-hmm. Mrs. Howells would not be very happy with that. But it's funny, there's a a, a a movie called Walter Mitty. Love it. You know, love it, right? Okay. yeah. Now there's an original Walter Mitty that was made in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And my dad used to say to me, oh, David, you're such a Walter Mitty, you're always dreaming. And he was right. I didn't get into photography until I was in my mid 20s because I spent so much time dreaming and I want to do this, I want to do this. And it's funny, I actually look not unlike Sean Penn in that movie with my long hair and my, you know, it's like brothers or something. And, And one of the things he does in that film is that he doesn't take the picture at the end of the snow leopard. And often I find myself putting the camera down and just looking. And just enjoying being present in the moment. I've taken a million pictures. uh, You know, if it's if there's and I'll obviously I'll drop a frame and then I'll just just enjoy the moment. And if you'd asked me this 10 years ago, oh utter rubbish being present, mindfulness, all this, you know, I was a cynical, cynical newspaper photographer, and I'd seen some absolutely horrendous things, and I didn't have a lot of faith in a lot of things, to be honest with you. And then since moving here, I, I I've I've i guess I've gone a bit soft if the truth be known. But if you're not present in the moment, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and it's 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 a huge part of even just for a couple of minutes. And that's the beauty of you see there's gonna be a nice sunrise. Go up to Signal Hill. You don't have to take a picture. Yeah. Often I don't take picture. I just go up there and just see the sunrise and just be like, wow, this is absolutely extraordinary. You know, I always say it's not what the pictures look like. It's how does the picture make you feel? Mm -hmm. That's the important bit. It's what does a feeling that it generates, if it doesn't generate a feeling out of you or an emotion out of you, then you failed. And that can be a portrait or a landscape or whatever it is, is that's what you're trying to get at. And if you don't have yourself in a mental state to be able to try and sort of almost accept that into you, it's, it's you see the world how you see it and nobody else can see it the way you see it. I, I, it's like when I'm flying, I always think it's like, I'm never going to see this view again. Yeah. The clouds will change. And it's like, it's gone. That moment is gone. And I pride myself on having a phenomenal memory of places I've been and images. I've, the images are in my head,
1: basically. And, I, and I, I never took them. They're just in my head. And that, you know, that's one of the things I think is so important. I remember we were, we were traveling recently. We did a bunch of long exposures on sunsets. And it forces you to stay there for the entire sunset in a way that you may have been looking at other things. And But now you're present and you're there. And I think that's something that I've gotten out of photography, being a crummy photographer, but somebody who likes to snap a pic. You know, I could go down rabbit holes with you all day long about these different aspects. of it, But I think that the one thing that's really stood out to me I want to sort of finish on right here. My sort of last question is that, you know, you've come from away like I have. And we found our way in community and you found your way in community by doing something you love and contributing and giving back and it's allowed you to make an enormous amount of connections with people everybody knows you in town and you know everybody else yourself how does doing something you love impact the people around you and allow you to find your little niche in the world
4: if you're happy everyone else around you is generally happy too and i've always been a happy guy uh, i mean not always. But the big thing is, is that if you're happy, then, like I said, other people generally are happy around you. And it's like uh, I, I, I'm, you know, a pretty chilled out guy. Uh, it's all good. You know, the worst, it's you know, a, you know, think bad things have happened. Of course, bad things happen to everybody, and you just have to be able to ride that wave through it and realize that there's, that there's you know, there's brighter days ahead. And and you know, the big thing is with with I love what I do. I I would I would I still like I said, I can't believe I, I get the chance to do this and I get to do it at a very high level. But I've said this a million times is that Newfoundland is an incredibly creative place. Uh, by far the most creative place I've ever worked. And I the, the, the one of the great things about being here is I was a loner. Mm-hmm. And being in Newfoundland working with other creatives and collaborating almost is so against my inner, I just like grind my teeth just talking about it. But it has been one of the most wonderful things. It's opened up a whole new avenue of hyper creative photography or the opera on the album on the studio versus stuff and things like that. And to be able to sort of, you know, produce work that you never thought that you could be able to produce because you're working with people that help you get that vision to the end result and you realize that you can't actually do it by yourself and you have to act, you know, even at the age of 55, grow up a bit mm-hmm. and ask for a bit of help. And it doesn't matter what creates your business you, or whatever your business, if you don't grow, then the opposite of that is stagnation and you're never going to get anywhere. And that's the big thing is that growth in your work and growth in your career coincides with growth in who you are, basically. It all
1: goes together. So. Yeah. Well, we, we, we've we had a lot of good points here, you know, community being inspired, getting to know people and connecting and then happiness. And I love all those things. So Dave, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. I think it's really interesting to hear your stories as always. And I look forward to seeing you for a coffee uh, down at Terra sometime of the week. Anytime. My pleasure. Thank you to Braden, Kara and Dave for joining me today. Throughout our chats, we learned how photography can help our creative expression, focus, stress relief, connection with nature, and store those positive memories for a later time. It's interesting how each of our guests has reinforced the idea that photography can serve as a powerful tool for promoting wellness in our lives. I hope our conversations have inspired you to pick up the camera and embark on your own photographic journey. Remember, photography is not just about capturing images. It's about immersing ourselves in the present moment finding joy in the process and discovering new perspectives. So keep snapping those shots and stay inspired. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of The Wall Show on your VOCM.